Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But he knows me now, so I can ride him. Sort of like when I'm dating someone. I get to know him first before I ride him. episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry it's our housewives Friday for the week we don't have Potomac to talk about because Super Bowl Usher Bowl Beyonce Bowl and uh what we're left with is the penultimate episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of Miami I wish people were watching Miami more because it is a good season like they're delivering in a cons- consistent way that I would previously have complimented Potomac for. You know what I mean? Like, is it as good as the best season of Potomac? No. I mean, nobody's really going to touch the hem of that garment, but it's still, like, very good. The best of the Housewives franchises that we have currently, that's for damn sure. So, anyway, let's get into Beverly Hills, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. Anne-Marie's planning some kind of diamond-crusted Mother's Day party or whatever. I don't know. We're going to find out about that later. We'll we'll meet up with them after. Really, we start off with Erica meeting famed VH1 family TV therapist Dr. Jen. And Erica tells her, like, at this point, everything's really going well. Everything she didn't think was possible is now happening. Her manifestations are coming in. She's living her best life, Right. But she wants to know how, like, okay, I basically got bucked off the horse, the horse that is Tom Girardi. I fell down. And um, now that I'm back up, I want to do it better than ever, right? So then they talk about how kind of like 
the reason why Erica was able to be so confident and how she was moving through life was because, you know, it was being bankrolled by um, Girardi Esquire or whatever. Girardi and and whoever else. Keese? Keese, right? Yeah. We'll just, we'll just say it was them funding this. But anyway, um, so yeah, she's like really trying to trying to work things out, right? Then they switch subjects to the Spain trip. We know Erica was very upset because nobody gave her a banner and said, rah, rah, for you, Erica. Congratulations, you did it. Getting your earring battle kicked down from a higher court down to a lower court. We're so sorry, girl. She's very upset that she did not get the mea culpa that she felt she deserved. So she's now dealing with that. How do I deal with that, Dr. Jen? Dr. Jen, it sounds like, says, it sounds like when the shit hit the fan, you were expecting support. And what you got was, and Erica interrupts her and says, judgment, criticism. So she's like, I want to release what I've gone through with these women. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I'm never going to get what I'm looking for out of them. So Dr. Jen just tells her, like, I mean, what else are you going to say? Just keep doing your work. Keep doing your growth work, Erica. Chin up, chin up, baby doll. Because <laughs> what are you going to say? Yeah, you're probably not. You're you're definitely going to have to take the L on this one, Erica. I know it doesn't feel good. And, you know, you feel like your friends really let you down. But I, your friends were honest with you. You just don't like that. Anyway, Sutton and Avi go to visit Santos the horse. And I had a revelation during this episode, which is that several people have asked me, watching Sutton over the years, um, a simple question, two words, what's wrong? And I always answer the same thing, which is that Sutton is too rich. The reason why she acts like that is because she's too rich, you know? And then, you know, here she has Avi uh, coming with, like, I'm sure a very expensive, like, raffia or whatever (laughs) basket full of carrots that she probably got from, like, Oprah's Garden in Santa Bar in Montecito or whatever. Bringing Santos' horse that she got off of a credit card. He was in Europe, and they shipped him to California. I don't know. And I just thought, like, I might want to be that rich. I mean, just, just to see how it is, you know? Just to see how it is. There was another thing that came up, and um, all of these reasons are dark. I will say that, but whatever. That's my truth, okay? And I said what I said. So they're going to visit Santos. This is going to be the first time that Sutton has actually ridden Santos because She's like, you know, I really got to get comfortable before I ride you. This is much like my love life. You know, same thing. So Kyle shows up. I don't know. It was like a thrilling 25 seconds of watching Sutton be escorted around like a child at a petting zoo. But then she sits down with Kyle at a picnic table. She sends Avi to do whatever. Keep keep feeding the carrots to Santos. Do something. <laughs> she told him to, like, go do something. What is he going to do? He's at a, at a stable. What the hell is he going to do? Find Kendall Jenner's horse and see if you can take some pictures with it. I, like, what's going on here? Anyway, she shoves Avi and the carrots away. They're talking about how, like, back in Spain, the letting go of Merce, releasing him from the purse, 
both literally and emotionally, was also happening in tandem with her emotionally letting go of her marriage to Christian, right? So she says that before he moved to England, she called him and was like, let's get together. Let's close the chapter on this emotionally, right? And she says, yeah, we hadn't been married for like six or seven years, but he always lived down the street. Like he was always kind of around, right? So now she's by herself. Her and those $300 a month the baseball team and the timber company and the houses and Santos. She's alone. Then Kyle asks, well, did you ever go to therapy with Christian? She says, no, we never did. And then Kyle says, oh, well, Mo and I are going to therapy right now. What I've learned is that, like, we've both been working a lot. We've been taking time from each other. Both of their careers, like, as we all know, both of their careers of, like, well, you know, Mauricio's career skyrocketed in the world of real estate. And then Kyle gets to do the Halloween movies. God bless her, you know, God bless her. But that's leading to a lot of separation emotionally and physically, right? They're separated from each other. So Zun tells her, you know, in order to fix that, both of you guys are going to have to make sacrifices. And Kyle says, well, I don't. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, you guys are getting divorced. Like, It's not even funny at this point. Did you guys see the preview where Portia, our daughter Portia, is being held by Kyle while she and Mauricio sit the girls down and tell them, you know, like, listen, the rumors are true. And we're always going to be a good family. And poor poor little Portia. I feel like that's my child. Like, how long have we been with Portia? Since she's like two or three. And now she's like... Had her quinceanera. Like, like, what's going on here? This is a lot. This is a lot for me. Anyway, basically, like, Kyle's done. She's so done. And, like, I just don't know why we're just belaboring this. I saw a headline, and I didn't delve any deeper into this. And I should have, but I didn't. That Kyle had recently said that she and Mauricio are free to date. Like, that's totally fine at this point. So, like, what are we doing? You know, like, what's really going on? Oh, my God. Also, you know, I lied. and Well, no, I didn't lie. I still don't care about Kyle and Morgan. But if you guys have not seen this, like, Tuesday night, I think, they were outside of a restaurant. This is very old school. We're waiting outside Craig's or Ledoux for the paparazzi to take us. It's Kyle Richards. Morgan Wade is there, obviously. And Kesha. And they're, like, outside of a restaurant or somewhere in Hollywood at night holding a cardboard sign to promote Kesha's new song called Freedom, I guess. <laughs> and, like, Kyle's holding the cardboard sign and Morgan's standing there awkwardly. And then you can hear Kyle be like, Morgan, come over here. And then they're all just, like, standing there taking pictures with this cardboard sign as Kesha does promo. And it's like... Does Kesha even know Kyle Richards? Did they just happen to be at the same restaurant at the same time? And then Kesha was like, do you guys have a box that I can rip up and a Sharpie? And maybe I can get Kyle to do some free promo for me outside. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Very, very weird stuff, but also very reminiscent of an age that we haven't been to in a long time, which is like people desperate for publicity outside of some random ass restaurant in Hollywood. Just like... Let's let's do it. Let's team up together. That's double the paparazzi. 
Also, I heard about this concept called um, Mistress Day. It's either the 13th or the 15th. That's the date that you take your your side piece out because, you know, you got to take your wife or girlfriend out on the 14th. And that there was a lady saying that if you're in a relationship, you should go out on one of those nights and see the interaction of the men with these women because they don't want to be seen. They like are like very low key. Like it's just like a very weird vibe. <laughs> and now I'm like, I want to go. I want to see what that's like. Ooh, tough times. Where am I? What are we talking about? Oh, Kyle and Mauricio and how their their lives are both exploding. That, the whole cardboarding, the Kesha situation really <laughs> sent me for a spiral. So she's talking about how like she has been perfect wife, right? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Supported Mauricio, taking the girls to soccer practice and ballet and school and lunches and all this stuff and supporting Mauricio through everything. And now that she's, you know, queen of the Halloween franchise, she wants to, Mauricio to, like, put in, or, like, she wants a return on her investment. The thing is, like, at this point, is that a realistic thing to want? You know what I mean? Because at this point, the kids are all grown. What is it that, like, is really going to satiate you? Like, what could Mauricio do at this point to really be there for you like yeah it does seem like he's off in every country that he can open an agency in and is like cutting ribbons outside and is like oh my business is growing more and more he should be around more but like also what could he be doing to support you Kyle like really think about that because there might not be an answer to that and if there's really no answer to that then that might be an answer to another question you know what I mean because, like, not to call Kyle a hypocrite, like, I'm genuinely not, but she's also said, yo, in a couple of years when Portia graduates, like, I want to move to Aspen or I want to get out of this town, Beverly Hills, Hollywood, whatever. And so what do you, what would your expectations be for him at that point? If you're, like, trying to get away from things, your career is escalating now, but if you want to slow down and you see that happening in the pretty near future, what does that look like with your relationship with Mauricio, you know? I, I should be like Iyanla, you know? <laughs> Iyanla fixed my life. Kara fixed my life, okay? Uh, everybody's life gets fixed but mine. That that might be 
a little too personal to me, but anyway, but anyway, so then Kyle says, well, you know, like it really feels good to be independent and Sutton says, yeah, it does. You know, it took me a long time to learn that. Like Kyle looked at her like, yeah, I'm sure it did a long time and $300,000 a month after taxes. But then she's like, you know, you just have to figure out the balance and the weight. Kyle smiles at her like, yeah, I do. Like she's done. It's the fake smile of like, I'm breadcrumbing my breakup to my girlfriends and they're still thinking that I'm in a place of wanting upbeat optimistic advice and so I'm just gonna smile through it but I don't give a fuck because I don't give a fuck like no disrespect to them all disrespect to my marriage fuck him you know that's what it's giving anyway quick scenes for Garcelle and Jack's recording a PSA as a fu to Diana about online bullying and and bots and racism and stuff. And they're announcing their GoFundMe for this campaign for an organization called CyberSmile. No shade, but, like, I just see a lot of, like, on Real Housewives of Atlanta, Potomac. Not Potomac. Married to Medicine. There are a couple of shows that will do these, like, we're filming a scene, filming a PSA. And, again, no shade whatsoever. Genuine question do these PSAs ever make it outside of the show? Like, I really want to know, because I've never seen one in real life. Anyway, um, Jax basically gets permission to take an Uber to hang out with his friends now that he's 15. And he's like, great, thank you for trying to be a good mom. She's like, whoa, 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 I never said that I wasn't a good mom. And he's like, okay, well, let's just call this um, a symbolism for better things to come. And once again, Jax, 14, <laughs> Garcelle, zero. <laughs> The way this child is just like, you suck. <laughs> it's really damaging. Like, I I would want to die if this was my child and they were saying this about me, but he does not hesitate to just, like, let her know. He, he does not hesitate. And I do, like, a quarter of a giggle when I see it. Anyway, Sutton goes on another date with that man. I don't know, like, 45 seconds into it, I realize that this whole Sutton dating storyline is a lot like Shep's relationship dating spinoff. Like, I don't think anything's going to come of this. I don't want to watch it. There's nothing to say. They play darts. I don't know. I think I was, like, looking at my connections. You know, I got more important things to do. <laughs> Priorities for my day. I'm on a deadline. You know, every 24 hours it refreshes. And that's just more where I'd rather put my energy than Sutton playing darts with this dude. From Central Casting, like, they're not dating. I, I keep seeing her with pictures with that guy from last season. So what... Who is he? Bye. Speaking of relationships that are going nowhere, let's get back to Kyle and Mauricio. Kyle says in a confessional that she thought it was important for them to go to couples therapy because difficult things have become more difficult because they are just, like, really not communicating. So Kyle says, you know, like, I think we get a lot out of these meetings, you know, but I do find myself throughout the week kind of wondering oh, when can we talk to Jamie next? And Mauricio's like, yeah, it's like kind of fun. And the way Kyle looks at him like, what the hell? And she says, well, I wouldn't say that. Like, we could say it feels good. I, like, I wasn't laughing, Mo, but, but it feels good. And Mauricio's like, I love that adjective. It feels good. I'm good with that. So then he goes on to say, like, they've had a tough few months or year or whatever you want to call it and you know I feel like 
having a session with Jamie really helps me more. Like I keep in tune with myself and you as well. And, and so Kyle's like, well, I hope that it would let you reflect. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like he had taken a bite of some type of food at this point. And so he's talking, like trying to explain, you know, yeah. When I say like, when I'm getting more in tune with myself, it is like reflecting. I think it's helping us get into a better place. She's like, I'll just wait till you finish eating. You know, like this is the type of in the relationship. I remember these days of like getting tense just thinking about it. I dated this guy once. We dated in like two sessions. You know, like we dated for like nine months. And then we took like maybe six to nine months off. And then we dated for like another eight months after that. And then the second go round. It was rough. Like everything he did. And like, you know, in the top of your mind, they're not doing anything. Like he's not actively trying to annoy me. He's just being himself. But the thing is, his self is very annoying and not how I remember it the first time. I remember being like infatuated with this guy. And now this man, I would be openly mocking, pointing and laughing at if I met him, if he were not actively regularly inside of me. I like I was like just every moment with him was like, oh, my God, he would touch me and I'd just be like, oh, <laughs> I would do anything if I could just unzip myself, my skeleton out of my skin right now and just walk away. <laughs> like, and he wasn't doing anything, you know, but this is like the look and the recoiling and the body language that Kyle's giving Mauricio, like, she is, like, so done with this man. Like, it's so done. The issue with the guy that I was seeing, though, is that you guys know the trope of, like, golden retriever boyfriend, like, the happy-go-lucky, down-for-whatever guy with the black cat not wanting to socialize girlfriend. Like, that's what our dynamic was. And then he, second go-round, turned into the black cat. There was two black cats, and I'm like, oh, no. He was, like relying on me in a way to be the emotional labor for both of us to be like the happy go lucky one for the both of us. Cause he was writing this book. Jesus Christ. He was writing a book <laughs> and he was like so stressed out, like putting himself under these like self-imposed deadlines, editing sessions, whatever. And he'd be like, so stressed out about this book. Like, sir, you don't even have an agent at this point. Calm down. But then because of this, he would be in his like shitty ass moods and like nothing was right because my book and it was like I was having to be like rainbow bright practically to carry the lead from him. And it's like I wasn't the one in the lead for this in the first place because you're relying on me to make both of us happy, bitch. This is not going to work. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and it kind of seems similar. Like it seems like. Maybe Kyle and Mauricio both both used to be the golden retrievers, and now it's just Mauricio. Kyle's gone full black cat, full leather, leather mommy. She's wearing the big wide brim hats and leather jeans. It's it's a whole thing, you know, the vintage cut up t shirts, and he's being super golden retriever. He's like gone into like golden retriever puppy mode. At least what we're seeing on 
our screens. He's like fully like, hey, baby, like, yeah, like looking, loving into her eyes, calling her love bean and all this stuff that we have not really seen before. Like, Mauricio's been chill, but he's a bit like ooey gooey. Like, and that's kind of, I think, the vibe that we really liked about them is you want a couple who's happy, but not performatively so, just naturally so. You just happen to look over at them and they're like, having a little private moment with each other. And you're like, oh, that's nice. Not these people who were like, you know, renting out the queen, queen size bed suite at like the Beverly Hilton or wherever and having that lady sing, take my breath away. Anyway. Um, and now it's like that dynamic is completely gone. It's, it's hard. It's a hard road to look at. Because Mauricio knows it, too. Like, this is not just Mauricio, like, foolishly, naively trying to have these, like, moments with his wife and not picking up on the fact that she can't stand his ass. Like, he knows it. And that's why he's laying it on too thick. This is bad, y'all. So anyway, Mauricio talks about how therapy's gotten them in this way better place because they've been married for 27 years. They've never had this much going on in their lives and things have become super hard and Kyle out of nowhere is like well I'm not going to be somebody who just stays home while you go to work and like go shopping I'm also going to work and go shopping (laughs) and Mo's like no I don't want you to be that kind of woman like I want you to have your career I think it's amazing that you do all these things like and I've grown a lot I'm going to have a hundred offices by the end of the year it's crazy stuff we've been growing We're about to eat empty nesters. And Kyle gets annoyed with him for that, for whatever reason, even though she basically said the same thing to Sutton. This is a point of contention. Mauricio obviously knows that he's like, yeah, no, I mean, your perspective you're looking at today. I like to look at what tomorrow's going to look like. And tomorrow's going to be here really fast, Kyle. So then Kyle says in a confessional, I just get frustrated sometimes that I feel like I'm not being heard. Like, I'm not going to stay in a situation I'm not happy in. Things that I wouldn't want my daughters to accept, I'm not going to accept for myself. And her, like, eyes start welling up with tears. And I think, I'm not blaming Kyle, but I do feel like she's in a point where she's not hearing him. And I just think at that point, you really got to make a decision. Because, like, there, there's no, it, every time he says something, you're like, well, that's not what I'm saying. Well, that's not, you know, I'm not doing that. she could probably have every right in the world like we really don't know what the hell happened with the breakdown of their marriage it could just be two people who found themselves looking at each other one day and were like who are you or like maybe he was getting his dick wet I don't know you know like who's to say how does Morgan factor in if at all I don't know but I do think that like we're not having productive conversations and every conversation is just like Venus versus Serena and it's just like tit for tat we're just like lobbing it back and forth and then we're just like okay well nobody wins everybody's at zero or whatever you're supposed to be at or you know like if you don't score in tennis I don't really know the whole thing I'm just happy I'm happy for Serena I'm happy for Coco but I don't really know what's going on Naomi she getting back in the game I don't know I'm, I'm happy for the girls okay that, that's all I can say well let's just say like these are two very excellent players and so nobody's getting through you know, and if we're just going to be doing that, everybody's just exhausted at the end. Like, there's no, you know, like, what are we doing then? You know? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So after that, Mauricio looks so lovingly into Kyle's eyes and it's like, you know, we never stopped loving each other through this process. And he takes her hand and it's like, you could tell that she does not want to hold this man's hand. Okay, again, zipper out of the skin. It's like when a man hits on you wherever the fuck, they don't care. But you ever say, like, you know, you pull your classic, I have a boyfriend line, and then they pull their classic, oh, well, we can't be friends. Oh, I'm just looking for a friend. We couldn't, your boyfriend doesn't let you have friends. Like, it's that guy at the bar. You're like, uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> like, take a hint, bitch. Get out of here. Beat it. Please. <sighs> That's it. These people are divorcing. And when are we going to hear from it at this point? Mar- May? May. I'm going to give it till May. Then we get to Anne Marie's champagne diamond crusted brunch. I don't know. I just want to say th- this might be the first and only time that I'm actually not coming for Anne Marie because this has happened historically on Beverly Hills and I've never understood it. Maybe because it's Anne Marie, it's bothering me more. So now I'm going to ask, what, what's with these Beverly Hills diamonds? We got the, the jeweler coming with the security guards. And, like, I just don't want to walk past the jeweler security guard to get t- to the shrimp cocktail. Like, I just don't want to do that. You're taking up all the space on $3.2 million diamond necklaces that you know nobody's going to buy at a Mother's Day brunch. Like, I know your friends are rich. And theoretically, they could, but they're not going to. You're using all this seating space where I could be eating shrimp cocktail from the comfort of a chair at a table. But now I have to sit here and be like, oh, look at this $45,000 sapphire that I'm not going to buy. That's nice. It would have been nice to sit down. But okay, let's save it for the, the blue sapphire. $375,000. What are we doing? And also, like, low-key, would, should there have been a sale made? Would Anne-Marie have gotten a cut from that? Like, how does that work out? Would she get a kickback? Questions that need answers. Anyway, Dorit, while she's getting glam for the diamond-crusted party, calls PK. And it's like, hey, um, you've been out of town for 12 days. Do you know when you're going to come back? Because Mother's Day, and I would have really liked for you to celebrate me. PK's like, oh, well, we don't even really celebrate that in England, so you're not my mother. She's like, um, I'm your child's mother, bitch. <laughs> so back in Anne-Marie's, she's got all this whole fret, spread of food, 
you know, hard cheeses and meats, cured meats, and this big-ass diamond ice sculpture. And I just wondered, like, ice sculpture probably lasted longer than Anne-Marie's time on the show. But anyway, Sutton shows up drunk, looking for a railing for the outside stairs, just, like, really on her tippies, trying not to fall, because she's got a roadie in one hand. That Avi, she made Avi make her <laughs> for the road. I'm sure she lives like three minutes away. Ocean spray, grapefruit, vodka. And her, she also had a bottle of champagne in her purse that nobody addressed. I would like to uh, let the record reflect that. You see that in her purse, dipping out. I saw the foil. I saw the foil on top. And that was the other moment where I was like, okay, it might be fun to be sudden. Like, occasionally her areolas were having to be blurred out by the cameras. Like, she seemed to have a great time. People were making fun of her, but she was the only person making fun. And she said in a confessional, I just want to let loose and have fun. Y'all can go drink Corbell, because I'm not going to drink that stuff. <laughs> Erica does this thing where she tries to live through the other women. I, have you guys noticed this? Where... She, anytime there's like a place where they have ultra high luxury shopping, especially jewelry, she'll be like, Crystal, just tell Rob to make another movie and just buy that $5.7 million ring. Just buy it. It's like she gets off now on watching other people buy jewelry just to get a, just get a sniff, just get a whiff, just get an old, a hit of her old life. Like that's fun for her. <laughs> Nobody calls her out on it. And I think that's very funny. Not that they should call her out. Like, it's not bad. It's just funny to me that she does. She's like, get that. Get the necklace. Get it. She told Sutton, just get this $375,000 piece of jewelry and bill it to Christian, the guy she's gone on two dates with and says she hasn't even kissed yet. Because <laughs> I think this is what Erica would do. This is what she wants to do. She says in the confessional, I don't want to get sued again. So she's trying to get her friends to run her old tricks for her. <laughs> At some point during this party, Anne-Marie made mention about how, you know, I can't stop thinking about that conversation with Crystal in Spain. And she needed me and she... And I just felt like, I, I don't know how to describe this meme, but it's an older black woman in a tank top. And she's sitting on a couch and all she does is lift her arms up and go, ugh. And that's how I felt. Like, oh, here we fucking go again. Like, nobody wants to talk about this girl. And you being like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to keep belaboring the point. Like, but you keep doing it. You. You. Jesus Christ. So get her off the show. <laughs> so I will say that we get a brief conversation that was nice between Erica and Crystal because before they left Spain, Crystal did tell Erica, hey, I'm really sorry if I was, like, contributing to any pain that was going on when you were going through your widows and orphans situation. And so Erica is telling Crystal, I'm really grateful that you did say that to me because I would actually like some other people to say that to me in the group. But then Anne-Marie just ruins the whole thing. Oh, excuse me, can I steal Crystal for a moment? And Erica was like, everybody. Oh, girl. <laughs> But then Anne-Marie's like, I remember Erica to be positive. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm put, put a smile on my face. So Anne-Marie makes Crystal sit down. And then she makes us have to watch it. 
I just want to sit down and I want to talk our, through our differences because I just feel like this has been going on for a while. Yeah, and you're still continuing it into 2024. The difference between you and Crystal and Marie is that you're whack and you won't let go of things. Okay? That's the difference. So Anne Marie says, well, Crystal, I don't want you to take my passion as me taking out anger on you. And Crystal's like, cool. We're just going to agree to dis- disagree. Like, that's fine. My intention, Anne Marie, is to move on. If that's not where you are, just let me know. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to keep talking about the same brief. It's something that you can't let go. Just holler at your girl and I'll just keep pushing because I don't want to do this, right? And then Crystal says in the confessional, I genuinely thought that Anne-Marie would not get over this until pigs flew. And Crystal, you were right, because she's still not over it. Anyway, the episode ends with Erica gathering everybody around to say that she pulled herself out of something real difficult a couple years ago. But on the other hand, she's disappointed that certain people, and also the group, have not really been there for her. So then she says, half of me wants an apology from certain people in this group who did not believe in me. And Sutton is sitting directly next to her and she just points at herself and then raises her hand like she's talking about me y'all she's talking about me Dorit says but Erica do you not believe that I was supportive and Erica goes well when we were at Kathy's dinner you said you didn't ask to be dragged into it this was like three years ago girl and Dorit goes okay but after that you had like 18 months of support for me so does that not mean anything because of what I said that one time at a dinner (laughs) And then Dorit says in a confessional, I had to agree with her on this one. It's really difficult to have to support Erica. She was not making it easy. She had no empathy. She couldn't talk about anything that was going on. Meanwhile, every two seconds, there was another headline coming out. But me and Kyle gave her blind support. And that was not easy to everybody. And so Kyle says, well, I feel like, you know, Garcelle and Sutton had their position. Me and Dorit had our position as well. I never doubted you, Erica, but like, I just took issue with the way that you were handling it. But trust and believe, I was defending you and saying that you didn't do it to like everybody who would listen to me. So then Erica says, Erica Sutton apologizes. She's like, I'm apologizing because I, I think that I may have caused you a lot of hurt and blame that was not for you to take. And so Erica is like full actress, like. I appreciate that. Sutton, it never had to be this way. <laughs> okay. And so Sutton's like, I know, I know it could have been a lot different. And I'm real sorry, Erica. But Sutton says in a confessional that seeing Erica's emotion makes her realize that maybe Erica needed this apology a long time ago. And then Kyle says to Erica, you've always been an amazing friend to me. So like, if you didn't feel that from me, then I'm really sorry. So Erica says, okay, y'all, well, all of a sudden, <laughs> I may not have gotten an apology I wanted, but I appreciated the acknowledgement. And then Erica says, you know, I've just got to let go and I'm moving forward. And now we can fight about somebody else. <laughs> just kidding, y'all. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll find out. All right, y'all. Let's move on to uh, Miami. Miami. 